Hi, everybody. This is Mike Rothman. I am General Manager of TechStrong Research, Chief Strategy Officer of TechStrong Group, and we are here for another TechStrong Research Review. Yes, I still have my bionic knee, so besides all of the you know, kind of fancy background. I'm, I'm not propped up in bed. I'm actually sitting at the uh, the kitchen table now, so you can't see that. Uh, so we yeah. are making progress on the uh, on the rehab side. Uh, Steve so Austin, that is great way. news. I am. I am. I, it will be better. <laughs> uh, and they can rebuild it. I'm not quite sure it costs a million dollars. It's not out uh, or six million. Right. It's okay. not uh, that crazy. Yet, Just racking it up Mitchell. slowly. <laughs> Mitchell, welcome. How are you? Good. Mitch Ashley, CTO with, with uh, TechStrong Group and principal with working with Mike on TechStrong Research. So good to be yes. here with you, Mike, yet again. You bet. So we, you know, we've got a lot of going around. And in, in the TechStrong, it's always, you know, kind of juggling a whole bunch of different things between our, you know, media business and, and the events that we do and the research that we have going on. Um, we've always got, you know, kind of a lot of stuff, but but now especially, there's a lot of balls uh, in the air. And it's not just the ongoing research projects that, that we're constantly doing. And obviously, if anybody's interested in that, you know, kind of reach out and let us know. Uh, we're happy to chat with you about what uh, what we can do and our research capabilities. Uh, but we're gearing up for PREDICT. Uh, and that's our annual conference where we really talk about where we think things are going in the next year. That'll be January 12th. So put that in your calendar. You can actually register now. We're putting our trends in place uh, and all of that is is starting to come together. But before we get there, Mitch, I know that there was uh, another breach, right? Another day, another dollar, another breach. But this well, one yeah. you know, kind of highlights a lot of the things that we've been talking about and I think is a good segue to what we're going to spend most of our time on, which is KubeCon. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're, you know, our software supply chain is, you know, up near the top of the list now. And we're, we keep talking about it because it's real. And uh, talking about another breach seems like, oh, uh, you know, oh, um, yeah, oh, kind of oh, stuff. But actually, it was exactly. um, Dropbox, you know, just a couple of days ago when this airs will be about a week ago. And uh, this is developers got fished and they got credentials to get into GitHub and they stored 100, stole 130 uh, repositories, you know, with keys and, and uh, tokens, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, you know, it's took some data and, you know, we'll, we'll just learn more over how much of customer data, but, you know, now we're talking about people's files on the, you know, that they use for everyday stuff, not just, uh, I found a document with your credentials in it. Um, not that that isn't bad enough, but it, it points again that the developers are part of the supply chain. You know, it's like it's like hijacking the truck by compromising the truck driver. Well, in this case, you know, it's, it's hijacking the software by hijacking the com the software creator. Right. And, and it just and yet another. And by the way, phishing isn't just for those uneducated, non-technical users that don't know better. Anybody and, and everybody can be fished and it and it does right. happen. And their target it basically right. it was a circle CI email. That's what it looked exactly like it and said, We need you to do this to update your keys. <laughs> yes, they did up their keys to the hackers. So it you know it's real it, and it's effective and it's fooling developers too. It, it's it's fully and and you know again so we can point on developers and 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 that you know brings up a, a, another topic that I'll hit in a second right but it's still and 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 we keep you know kind of harping on the importance of training our folks of course right the the, the importance of protecting you know their devices of course right but it's the constant diligence and now that we live in a SaaS type world. Right. You've got to have some intelligence and some monitoring in terms of a lot of those 
SaaS oriented platforms and products that we have our critical intellectual property in, right? So, so that's one thing is that it's not just the developers, right? That could be somebody in finance. Yeah. That could be somebody, anybody who has access to sensitive stuff, especially if it's in a SaaS environment. If they get there, they get those credentials. They're in the SaaS backend, right? It could be Office 365. A lot of cases, it is Office 365 uh, on that front. So making sure that we've got, again, adequate protection for those folks is critical. But then there's, the, you know, kind of this is a, a little bit of a, a compound attack, right? Uh, in that it wasn't just going after the developer, the developer gave access to, you know, kind of the back end, which opened up, you know, kind of the the repositories and a lot of their core intellectual property mm-hmm. from a supply chain standpoint um, that's uh, that's there. So is it really a supply chain attack? Right. They're not necessarily going after the components that Dropbox would have used in their environment. Um, so it is a little bit more run of the mill, but it does highlight the fact that, you know, both our employees continue to be vulnerable because they are human. And as we move towards more of these fast based platforms, the diligence that's required uh, around monitoring the activity within those platforms uh, is absolutely critical. But but I know we do want to on a segue, you know, leveraging the the supply chain aspect of that. To, well, you saw at KubeCon, obviously, with you know, kind of the bionic knee. I'm not able. I was not able to go to Detroit, which is not quite uh, that a huge bionic, disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Um, you know, waiting waiting for the skin graft to uh, you know to take uh, before <laughs> I can you know kind of launch it at 60 miles an hour quite yet. Um, but you know, so I'm very disappointed to to miss Detroit. So I've had to take my you know kind of insights in terms of what the stories about from from you and Alan and a lot of the videos. We we have 40 some odd interviews that are going to hit TechStrong TV over the next week, uh, I believe. So a lot of activity from uh, KubeCon, a lot of really great conversations about where things uh, are going. So, uh, so again, Mitch, give us a, a little sense. You can start with supply chain. You can start pretty much anywhere you, you know you want in terms of, well, of what we saw there. Let's touch on supply chain since that's kind of what we began with, and then we'll, we'll broaden out a bit. But there's a lot of, of course, a lot of interest and in, in activity around um, JFrogs led this uh, project called Persia that they basically got started. Um, I learned about it. I think they announced it uh, back at Valencia and uh, KubeCon Europe. North uh, Europe. And and it's and it's the idea of, you know, where's your software coming from? Well, one of the things that blockchain does is validate where transactions come from, things that go on the ledger, et cetera. And so they're actually applying blockchain technology and they're grouped together with, with a number of companies to create a network, a, a, a blockchain network and a process. And there were some more na- announcements around Persian taking it to the next level. By the way, it's spelled P-Y-R-S-I-A, right. if you want to look it up. Um, so a lot of attention around that. And then also a lot of attention around the Open so- open Source Security uh, Foundation, you know, another foundation within the Linux Foundation group. And starting a, uh, they have a new end, end user working group. End users are end users of open source software, so developers and people like that. And how do we consume um, open source software? So on one end, how do you create secure open uh, open source software and create processes around it? Um, It's an exciting area, um, and I've had several conversations with folks there. So it's an interesting area for us, too. But software and the security of software and how it's created is definitely a, a big thing. Probably, probably overshadowed a lot by, you know, open telemetry and, you know, um, 
Uh, the operational of, aspects of making, you know, kind of cloud native infrastructure, you know, kind of cloud native at this point. Kubernetes and, you know, so I don't know if, if you want to add anything to to the supply chain part, but that was the. Well, part no, the but now let, let, let's kind of, and yeah, I think the operationalization aspect of, of things is, is, you know, kind of interesting to me as well. And, and again, not that the supply chain is not interesting. It's absolutely critical, especially as, again, as we've been saying for quite a long time, right? We are assembling, we are um uh, you know, really kind of aggregating a lot of different components that we're using to form modern applications, right? So we don't build, I don't know what you think, you know, you know do we even build 60, you know, 40%, some percent, you know, that's increasingly becoming a minority is stuff that we're actually coding from an application yeah. standpoint. Interesting it's really assembling and integrating. Yeah. And, and uh, so, so obviously, you know, kind of diligence and, and protection and monitoring of those components will increasingly be critical. But again, as, as we look towards, you know, 2023, as we, you know, kind of continue to expect the adoption curve to accelerate around cloud native technology, um, one of our themes, right, for predict um, 23 is, is the long march. Right. And and that's this idea that, you know, and, and you kind of brought up the LAMP stack when we were chatting about this in one of our other meetings. Right. You know, it took a decade for the LAMP stack to become established as kind of the web platform. Right. So cloud native infrastructure is not going to get there overnight. Right. So now in 23, we start to embark on that long march towards, you know, really a cloud native centric infrastructure for how we're hosting and and delivering and deploying uh, applications moving forward. And, and I think operationalizing that and building a lot of the enterprise readiness around some of these technologies that, again, not that at large enterprises aren't doing it, they certainly are, right? But for it to become more accessible to everybody, right, you have to have a, you know, a, a level of enterprise capability mm-hmm. in order to drive that. And, and I think that's kind of where we expect a, a lot of activity in, in 23 around that, you know, kind of enterpriseiness of, of the, uh, the projects and, and really a lot of the technologies that we're seeing. Well, you know, with with every innovation, we have the innovation, and then comes later the oh, how are we going to yeah. run this, and how yeah, are we going to secure it, right? You know, as, as it becomes it, real, that's right. that's, that's the oper- operationalization of that, right? It, it, it's interesting. Well, I, I think that there's a lot of stats around how much new development is cloud native. The majority of it is uh, when we talk about going to the people building apps in the cloud, and I think one of the things that's different about cloud native than than maybe if you compare it to the lamp stack for example is you know that's a that's a components of software you know what the database is mysql whatever you're using right. in this case it's it's a software architecture too it's microservices right and yeah you're putting them in containers and yeah you're using things to to manage those containers right. kubernetes uh, but you're redesigning how you're building apps so it's almost like the the uh, monolith to, to service-oriented archi- architecture to microservices long march that we're on in parallel with yep. the underlying kind of technology stack that it's running on. So it's pretty, but it, it's it's real. I mean, if you go to one of these uh, KubeCon conferences, it's pretty overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, it's here. And people are doing it. And it's not just hyped up by the analysts and the vendors and marketing departments and everybody. Yeah, that's happening too. Which is interesting, right? Because we're, we're starting and, and, and that's something that, again, 
let's call it experienced as opposed to being old guys, uh, right? But being <laughs> wise. I think it's wisdom. Uh, wise, wise, you know, in, in this space. We've seen that, right? In that when new, really disruptive innovations start to hit, it's when we don't, it's it's when we stop talking about it, right? It's when it's not as shiny, that's really when things start to happen, right? That's when you start to hit the inflection point when it's less shiny. And, and you know, again, one of the things, so we talked about the long march being kind of our theme, you know, for cloud native infrastructure, the theme for DevOps is long live DevOps, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're starting to hear people, oh, DevOps is dead and all that. And that's total nonsense. Alan wrote a great piece on DevOps.com, you know, about that. But to me, that's an indication that DevOps has won, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you stop talking about it, it's become integrated into the processes. I can't tell you how many different projects and 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 assessments uh, and program design efforts, just me, me and Rich, right? We're involved in, you know, kind of prior to me joining tech strong where folks where it's happening in their environment and they're really trying to figure out how do I get my arms around this, right? How do I secure it? And these are not small companies, right? And it's not an easy transition. You know, mm-hmm. we are talking a very large, very staid, very conservative organizations. They've got architects that are working on all these things and it's going to take them years to get there. But the fact is they've started that journey. And once companies like that start the journey, it don't stop, right? There's no way to kind of take it offline at that point. Eh, waterfall was okay. And we're going to go back to that, right? I mean, they're building all these, um, you know, linkages. They're starting to leverage the foundation. They've got their policy documents and their tool chains that they're starting to, to develop. And, and that's really when we stop talking about it because it's not so shiny anymore because big conservative slow moving, you know, kind of risk averse companies are starting to do this stuff. Well, then it's not so exciting, right? You know, it's not the, you know, leading edge. And so we want to talk about other things. We want to talk about WASM. We'll get there, you know, maybe not today, but, you know, something else. And, and certainly I predict we're going to spend uh, a decent amount of time at, at, you know, kind of new potential disruptive technology. In fact, we're introducing a, a in January. We'll be introducing uh, what we're calling the Tech Strong Tech to Track. Right. So these are a set of in each of our four different areas. These are sets of technologies to keep our eye on. Right. They're not here today. Right. But they're emerging and something that we should be paying attention to. Wasm, you know, being part of that. But really, that's kind of to try to break this, you know, kind of oh, we need an alternative to cloud native infrastructure. Right. You know, there's other alternatives in, in DevOps, you know, platform engineering or SRE or some of these other, you know, kind of replacements, you know, to, to, to DevOps. And again, to me, those are all just indications that the game's over, right? DevOps is one. And now it's just a matter of, you know, kind of starting to integrate those processes into, you know, kind of how it is that, that we do things. Um, and you kind of felt that momentum at, yeah. at oh, KubeCon? Oh, absolutely. That, that folks were there? Absolutely. So I think one of the things, and we're actually having a DevOps Unbound panel, I think the title of it is something like, like, can you can you really do cloud native without DevOps? I think it's pretty much required, right? Everyone oh, is that today's? Yeah, we're, I think we're recording today. Yeah, that's being recorded. And oh, good. I, think I was invited to do that, and I don't know what we were talking about. So that's, that's nice what it's know. that. So now you know. <laughs> and uh, well, you know, the whole DevOps thing is dead. That's just clickbait. I, I did I did a clickbait way back when on oh yeah, Microsoft's new phone technology is going to replace Apple. I was actually just pissed off at Apple about something, so I wrote it. Yeah. 
article on Network World, and not so know, pissed off got, that you bought a that you bought a, an Android, but you know, yeah, no, no. I mean, I got fireballed for it, you know, but I had the biggest hits I've ever had on an article, at least at that time. You know, that that's just clickbait. That's like, yeah, give me a break. You're not real. Okay, yeah, something's going to replace it. Sure, it's going to evolve, but it, like every, like all our technology or all our, <laughs> you know, we still do uh, agile. We still do waterfall. Of Things course. never go away. They just evolve into being parts of other things. Or, I'll, I'll let you know a little secret, Mitch. Yeah, companies still run the big iron, right? There are still mainframes operationally happening, storing data, um, and it's actually critical, pretty critical data. You know, on your secret is some of it's still running my code from the 80s so yes that's scary and and you know obviously if you're in canada you know how you get your bill from bell may actually be code that i wrote back in the early Uh, 90s so that's that is terrifying um on on that front but so so let me get back to 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 kubecon because i think i had an interesting conversation we did a sre show uh panel there uh at our booth at our text drawing booth where we're doing interviews and we were reflecting back to about three years ago when everybody really was live, not Valencia, but but whatever the last show was that everybody did yeah. together as a KubeCon show. And at that time, they were talking about SRE, kind of hoping that it might catch on. I mean, Google, the book had been written and yeah, it's real at a few places, but is it really going to be a thing? And we were, t- they were talking about how open telemetry was, you know, it's merged, merging with uh, open tracing and would this, would this really catch on with the vendors yeah. and reflecting to where we are and how much had happened in the short span of, you know, two and a half, three years, you know, fast forward. And it's like, a lot of our hopes and dreams have actually come true in some of those areas. And you, know, you could say the same thing for Kubernetes and cloud native. You know, we have entered the, it is, it's not mainstream as in replacing everything. It's in mainstream of what new apps and everything's being built around. Yeah. But, but even as it's, it's started things. to become the platform of choice it is. when it's folks are building platform, out these right? stacks. Cloud stack. You know, think of it that way. So that was definitely a theme. Um, Mike, I think, I think something else. Uh, is just the power behind the the Cloud Native Foundation and momentum, and more so than power, but momentum behind Cloud Native Foundation and the Linux Foundation. You know, they have really put together something very powerful, a way of helping and supporting projects and, and yeah. keeping them going. It, it isn't the, yeah, there's the occasional closet developer that wrote the monitoring tool that turns into something and they keep it alive themselves until they can't stand it anymore. And then, you know, is it going to live or die? And now it's, no, you turn it in, you, you really put some power behind it, put some muscle behind it and structure and people and process and all of that kind of thing. And it's, it's it's an impressive thing to watch because it's real and it really does make a difference. It is, it is, and 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 what it does is it helps accelerate the adoption. Right, it starts to accelerate the embrace of these technologies because it's just easier to do. Right, mm-hmm. it's not the old days. It's not you know kind of the vendor lock in. It's not you, you, you know. And again, part of what we're talking about that we expect to happen in 2023 is that a lot of those supporting capabilities, whether it's education, whether it's management, whether it's operationalization, whether it's security, performance monitoring, you know, a lot of these things start to gel around the base 
technology, which again makes it more palatable for get larger, more risk averse, conservative organizations to really start embracing uh, this kind of environment. But and again, it, it, we won't be done in 23, right? We won't be done in 24. We won't be done in 25, right? That's why we're calling it, you know, the long march from that standpoint. But and again, I mean, I think that, you know, unless you're playing, you know, ostrich, Right. You know, kind of in terms of how you build and deploy technology is largely going to be DevOps and, you know, mm-hmm. DevOps everywhere and DevOps to the edge and a lot of the things that we're talking about uh, at DevOps experience in, in a couple of weeks, um, you know, kind of manifest that. Uh, and we've got, you know, kind of this long mark towards the, uh, you know, adoption of real cloud native infrastructure as that, you know, kind of cloud application stack. And and what we're going to be doing both at TechStrong Group as well as within TechStrong Research is really kind of documenting and getting out ahead uh, of, you know, kind of these trends. And and that's kind of with, listen, we're not one of the big, you know, research shops. We're not, you know, out there trying to cover every single thing. So when you see our trends, it's really going to be focused on this intersection of the areas that, that we focus on, right? Starting with digital transformation as the as the catalyst to start looking and driving these technologies, cloud native infrastructure as the underlying foundation and enabling technologies. DevOps is how you do things, and security as you know, kind of that layer to protect all of that intellectual property and and key um, corporate asset, you know, information assets that that show up uh, on these platforms. Uh, and and that's kind of the agenda for what it is that that we're looking forward to. Um, both at Predict in January and every week, right? When Mitch and I, um, and, and we'll let you all know another little secret. We, we do this early on Friday mornings, right? So, you know, we have our little internal research meeting early on Friday morning. So we're a little rusty and we went out and watched the football game on Thursday nights. It could be a little rusty and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so, so by the time you, you, you know, you guys see this, it's, it's another week and, um, um, and again, we're just we're excited because there's just a lot of really cool stuff happening in a lot of different areas. And, and TechStrong is at the front end of um, really covering and, and carving out what this means to, you know, enterprises, large and small alike. Well, and for you, for you and I personally, it, it's it's a place where we, you know, yes, we're working together now. And but we've shared some some key things that I think were we hold important. And that is really being practical about how does, how do you use this stuff and what does it mean to you? Not, you know, pontificating about, you know, the next greatest thing of whatever hype wave or uh, murky quadrant or wacky wave or whatever the heck you want to call it. We don't do that stuff. We're not rating, not doing those ratings, but we are really being very practical about, we think this is going to be real. This is real today. And what some of the challenges or opportunities or whatever those are. So the predict, 23 2023 will be the launch when you talked about uh you know tech to watch is is really some of our own research that's not funded by other people we're doing it ourselves and you know it uh it's something you've been doing for a long time in your career a little bit newer to me but um, it's not you know and and like some of the other guys have like cool vendors right we're not doing it's really about technology so dragon yes we'll talk about the companies that are you know kind of leading the way in those areas but it's really about kind of the sector and how that's going to impact uh, the environment. And, and again, we're going to update that on a quarterly basis. So it's going to be something that we've got in front of you at all times in order to, you, you know, ensure that you understand um, kind of what you have to be paying attention to. Right. And, and that's our, our job is to be out there 
right? We're not, we're not, you know, kind of early majority, even, you know, kind of late majority type folks. By that time, you know what? The backward looking indicators, the other big research shops, they're all over that stuff. We want to be out on, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the front end uh, of, you know, kind of adoption trends and, and really new technology and environments. And, and again, that's just very exciting to me. Again, being an old guy and having seen this, you know, stuff once or twice. Well, by the way, I stopped counting birthdays. I know it's a, it's leveling up. I'm now a level 52 wizard. Well, yeah, that's right. So, not not getting any older. So, so great, Mitch. You know, appreciate the time. Again, you know, love our internal research meetings. We get to wax poetic a little bit while everybody listens in. Uh, this will show up, of course, on TechStrong TV in the uh, you know next couple of days. And um, yeah, next week we'll have something else to talk about because there's always something else to talk about. And we'll see you soon. Um, by the way, um, I, uh, you're, are you going to reInvent? I know I'm going. And you're yeah, going? I will be at reInvent. We okay. Be at re-invent. You'll get to see the bionic knee. Yes, so re-invent, the bionic knee will be at reInvent. I bring that up because we're taking appointments, um, setting up yes. meetings and doing and doing interviews also with Alan and and uh, folks at, at uh, we have a, a, a room, a suite where we're doing that stuff. So reach out to us, just uh, info at TechStrong Research or info at uh, TechStrong Group. Or reach out to us directly if you're our yeah. pals. We're happy to hear from you. Yeah, it's Mitchell and M. Rothman. So you can yeah. get us at TechStrongResearch.com. Yeah. Hopefully we'll so, see you yeah. at reInvent. So we'll see everybody there. Appreciate it, Mitch. Appreciate everybody, you know, being in here and listening to to what uh, we're we're waxing poetically about. And until next week, this is the Tech Strong Research Review. We will see you later on. See you soon. Bye bye.